Hey everybody, this is Chad. Before we start the show, just wanted to remind you that I am on tour still. Oxnard, California, August 4th, Brea, California, August 5th and 6th, Arlington, Draft House, September 16th, 17th, Boise. I'm finally, finally coming to Boise. I've never been. Very excited. September 30th and October 1st, Lounge at the End of the Universe. Tempe, Arizona at the Improv, October 7th and 8th. Comedy Works, coming back to Comedy Works South in Denver, October 13th through 15th. Philadelphia, Birmingham, Huntsville, Nashville, New York, New York City, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Madison, Austin. Tons of dates, working on stuff for 2023. Uh, I hope to see you out on the road. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, uh, so I just want to say one more thing here. This is not like, a, a, well, let me just say it. I love boxing. I love watching boxing. I used to box in high school because I was a wide receiver on the football team and then never threw the ball. So I quit and I started boxing. And I love all the old stories. But this one, I don't know if you know this, but boxing was illegal in most states because it was a dangerous sport. So high rollers would always like put these matches on barges and stuff like that. There's this guy, the Galveston giant Jack Johnson is absolutely an incredible, incredible fighter. I, I came upon, here, here's why I'm telling you all this stuff, right? Jack Johnson ended up, they, they threw him in jail for 21 days with this guy he was fighting because uh, with guns drawn, they came into the ring and everything, and they threw him in jail. 21 days, it was less time than a man had gotten for killing his wife. Ladies, still feel appreciated? Um, the reason I'm telling you all this is I came across this uh, blacksmokegear.com. It is like, uh, it's boxing history t-shirts. They are so freaking cool and I have one and it is so stinking comfortable. So I would ask that you would go check it out, read on the website, the whole story. They got a backstory, it's amazing, but I'm telling you, these uh, t-shirts are super cool and they are very, very comfortable. Blacksmokegear.com. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of summer. Hello, how are you? Thanks for coming back. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Across from me as always is the lovely and smiley Cyrus Amundsen. More smiley than you, audience. Chad has fallen, not gravely ill, but you look semi-gravely ill. I know you're not feeling well. You also... Some people, when they're not feeling well, they do the hoodie over their head. That's my sure. go-to look. You right now have your hat pulled down so low, like so close to your eyes, that it looks like you are about to release a rap album. Yeah, I, um, I'm i right by my window at the lake, so it's uh, too bright. Oh, me. sure. So I'm just doing this. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Well, the last five nights, I should say. I was in uh, Dallas, which is the hottest place on the planet planet earth yeah i um you know i'd always heard people say you can you know what you can cook eggs right on the sidewalk and i was like please lady please you're talking to someone from minnesota doesn't get that hot it's hot enough here to fry bacon on the driveway sonny it was insane it was insane i went from you know how when you start sweating you can you can describe from where you're sweating so you could say like Oh man, I got a little sweat under the pits or mm-hmm. ooh, got some sweat on my forehead. I walked around a corner. It was I'm going to say 100 degrees in the shade. I walked around the corner 
and the sun hit me and I started leaking sweat from every possible pore. I don't know. I had a fantastic time. Crowds were fun. I don't understand how people live in that kind of heat. Your opener and friend of the pod and friend of both of ours, Rascal Bartholomew, was down there. And yeah. I was talking to him before your show, and he had a line put together that he was so proud of and was the most, de like, what was it? He, he wanted to say on stage that uh, if this is God's, this is God's country, but the devil's got a hold of the ther thermostat. Yeah. And he was so proud of it. And I was like, Ran, that sucks. <laughs> and he was like, uh-oh, brother, I'm doing it. And, he, and he, he was so proud to message me like, murdered it murdered he did it did he did he said it first show and it crushed and uh of, co I go, I of course it did you have a bunch of people in there whose grandpappy said that of course it murdered Ram. <laughs> sure. but i uh dude it was it was absolutely insane and i didn't have the heart to tell him that god's country is montana absolutely i think i think a lot of people think wherever people believe in god they call it god's country but uh, yeah, so so Dallas was good, but uh, you know, is Dallas the city that takes down takes down the champ? That's the big question. You have been boasting that yep. you are you are the anti-COVID for four years right. now. It feels like right. I know that's not accurate, but it feels like four years. Sure, uh, sure it does. And you is that was Blade? Can Blade? It's been so long since I've seen the Blade movies. Can does Blade, like, you can't get him because he's got special blood? Was that, are you the Blade of COVID? I don't remember how Blade went for somebody who saw Blade I think so. several only, times. You say Blade to me, and all I can think of is Ryan Reynolds' abdominal muscles. So oh, yeah. Blade, I'm already out of this conversation. Like the third Blade. I'm thinking about yeah. switching to Mint Mobile, speaking of Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is heavily involved with Mint Mobile. Ryan Reynolds is heavily involved with everything. Yeah, he's the best. He's just... Do you remember the show Two Girls, a Guy, and a Pizza Place? No, but I remember the show Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Same shit. It's all... You know what I'm Think saying. so. I'm not going to sit here and take this right now. I'm fucking switching to Mint Mobile, I'm gonna, and I'm going to wait by my new Mint Mobile phone for you to call me and confirm that you do indeed have the COVID. So listen to this. I used to watch that show a lot because I thought Ryan Reynolds was very funny on it. He was very funny. And and then I saw Comics Come Home, the Boston version, where it was like the Cam Neely Cancer Foundation. Okay. They were raising money for that. And Dane Cook was doing this bit where he was kicking in a stall door in a bathroom. Okay. And I thought it was Ryan Reynolds. Forever I was like, oh, this makes sense. That funny guy from the show is a comedian. Because they looked a little bit alike. So you had you had tied Ryan Reynolds and Dane Cook together back in the days where you couldn't just go on a phone and figure out that that wasn't true. Right. That's when I lived. That's when I have lived most of my life. Yeah. So you, were, you couldn't go on a phone. You were very tired in Dallas because you were having fun and it was hot. And then you came home and you're tired today because you have symptoms. Yeah. Well, I've some symptoms. I didn't. Uh, I got up every single hour last night. Which is so fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I guess uh, somehow I have to pee. So is is my illness sucking the moisture out of every single cell that I have and putting it in my bladder? Why do I have to pee so much? Sure. I felt like, you know, when Jesus turned water into wine, clearly not that. But I would have one little sip of water when I got back from the bathroom and turn it into... Several gallons. Oh, I feel like very talented. So you had you had a miracle piss. I have mi miracle, yeah, <laughs> miracle piss. I like to put that on my tuna sandwiches. <laughs> miracle piss. So, <clears throat> um, so at one point, I got I was getting the shivers. So I would have you should have seen me. It, I got dressed by the side of my bed to walk fifteen feet to the bathroom. Sure. And I got dressed like I was going in the Oregon Trail in February. I had a big hoodie on. I put my uh, my Lululemon pants on, and then I have big, ridiculous slippers. And so I put that on, then I'd go pee, but I would still get the shivers. And at one point, I was trying to get out of the bathroom, but I couldn't. The shivers had me on pure lockdown. I mean, I was 
every single muscle in my body was so flexed and and I was you know because you're shivering I couldn't move to to leave so I just had to sit there and shake it out super fun sounding I I think it's a cold I think it's a common yeah, cold I, I don't think I have uh, COVID I don't think I can get it I told you that the every the when I when I think that I had it which was you know, February of 2020, I got it pre-lockdown, right. I think, when Mike Cronin gave it to me by, uh, that's what we're just going to go with, when Mike Cronin gave it to me. Uh, yep. He is going to be very <laughs> upset about that comment because I made him go and play Gal with me and yeah. touch things that everyone else was touching for seven or eight days in a row. And where were the, where were the people that were touching the things from? So we went and played Pie Gal, and he, there's, he's going to be very upset about that. But when I had what I believe was probably the Cove, I remember at one point I was standing in the shower, the shower on as hot as it goes, and I had the same thing going. I was shaking so hard, I could feel my hip bones going like, stop don't do this anymore stop <laughs> so i'm not that's why jen and i are still being careful i can't i don't think my old rickety you know garage sale body can handle all your muscles tense up so you can't walk back from the bathroom it was insane and i'm gonna tell you something i don't have a ton of muscles but i do have a little bit of kung fu panda you know strength around around the waist oh i see what you're saying and, and so i thought i was impenetrable I really do think it's uh, it's not COVID. I'm going to go into town after this, and I'm going to take several tests. I'm going to I'm going excuse me. I'm going to get several tests. I'm going to take one, then I'm going to take one later tonight, then I'm going to take one in the morning. Just to maybe see go what's get happening. the real one. Go to PCR. Also, you're like you're like a high school girl who just missed her period. You're like like going to get all the tests. <laughs> you're not just going to let one of these tests give you the answer. <laughs> You know what? Now that you say that, did you miss I your do period? feel pregnant. Yeah, I do did feel you miss pregnant. your period? And yes. I got to be honest, you're glowing. It might be the sun from the lake, but you are glowing. I think it's the sweating from my fever breaking every hour last night, but whatever. Whatever works. My dad went on a fishing trip to Alaska over the 4th okay. of July. So he Good. took my brother Greg and his friends Bob Voss and uh, another guy whose name I'm not going to remember but doesn't listen to the podcast, so fuckity fuck him. <laughs> Steve Cook. His name is Steve Cook. So they went and they came back, and my dad was kind of feeling a little run down, and so my mom made him take a COVID test before he entered the home. Oh, I love it. And which would have been really funny to watch from the <laughs> yard. That would have been a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Bruce tests positive for the Cove. And so because, you know, we've, I've said this a million times, they were teachers who ran a resort. So they have these, they have where they live now, their home, there's these little cap, the, the Amundsen compound, the hillbilly, okay. the hillbilly uh, compound. Uh, so there's a little cabin to the side of their house. And so that's where my dad was going to live during COVID. <laughs> and he... Some people get, they get COVID and then they like five days later, they're like, well, I'm negative. And that is not who my father was. My dad stayed positive for like 15 days. Oh, wow. To the point, I was like, dad, I was like, dad, go in and get, and he was doing all right. Symptom wise was like, go in and get one of the PCR. Some of the times those at home tests, they're still picking up the dead virus or something i don't know something i learned on a youtube video go to <laughs> you know what i appreciate you that you do your own research thank you i was like but no so he and the thing <laughs> about my dad and just thinking about that see i think if you have if you have it and you have to quarantine out here at your cabin and tell you're negative i actually think aside from the physical symptoms i don't think that's going to be a big deal for you i think you're probably going to enjoy it i think you're going to coast you'll be fine I don't have it. But anyways, whatever. My dad, he's the sort of guy who, if you're like, hey, I don't think you can go to lunch with your friends today. He's like, well, then what the fuck am I even doing? Like he, <laughs> he and my mom are so unbelievably different where she could live 
isolated in the woods for three years and only talk on the phone. And if he doesn't see another human being for half a day, he you find him by a bridge, you know? So <laughs> just contemplating everything. Yeah. So put he I mean he's he's been I'll be honest, because he's taking COVID really seriously because, you know, my mom is higher risk and you know, he's a biology professor, one of them educated faker liars. And uh, I've been really impressed with his adherent to, you know, during the shutdown, it was, I know it was hard for him to not go places, but man, sure. put him in a cabin for 15 days. He also said this thing, I was talking <laughs> to him on the phone. He goes, and I can't even hang out with her, talk to your mom. And I was like, okay, fucking, I'm not hearing that. You can't constantly on the phone be like, God, your mom's here again. And then when you get right. a vacation, I was like, that sounds nice, dad. It sounds like you got, you can't be like, I fucking hate asparagus with my steak. And then when the restaurant goes, we're actually out of asparagus, you set the table on fire. You know, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to pick a path in our conversation from now on. Either you miss mom or you don't miss mom and want to spend time with her. Pick a, pick a yeah, path, Bruce. Yeah. You can't, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can't get pissed off because dreams come true. Yeah. yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. Olivia got home from Jesus camp, same Jesus camp she got COVID from before. Sure. Um, uh, same group, different camp. Okay. And um, she got home and she goes, ah, people were coughing on the bus on the way there. And, you know, I don't feel good. And she goes, oh, my God, I, what should I do? What if I give you COVID? And I kept going, don't worry about it. And she's like, well, I'm just so I'm just so nervous. I don't want to get you sick. I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. And finally she goes, why are you being so nice? And I was just in my head like, well, I feel like shit already. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we could combine these and come up with a super strain. Yeah, you're like, I just gave you COVID. That's why I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, they could send the two of us into Russia and we could stop this whole this whole war. You could pull it all together. Just, <laughs> <laughs> is that your cough? Just it's all... very sexual. Yeah, thank you. You look like it's, a. It's if you nice. put you in a in a cute little nurse outfit and you come in, <laughs> I'm sick too. <laughs> I think one of the patients made me sick. <laughs> <laughs> that face. It's probably funny to listen to, but I gotta tell you, that face to watch in this Zoom room was a nightmare. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Um, I went to a. You know, one of these like summer craze days. Yeah. Where they, you know, they have a parade and a street dance. Hey, everybody come down to tornado days in Miltona because 100 years ago, a tornado ripped through town. And so now we get shit faced like those. Yeah. Yeah. That where it's like, uh, hey, you know, you guys are going to. Oh, oh, we got some good things going on here. You're going to come on down and we're going to do the old uh, we're going to do the old uh, Pontiac days. That uh, I don't know if you know this, but Pontiac is a chief that we celebrate that, uh, you know, my, my great grandfather murdered uh, <laughs> very, very savagely. And uh, we celebrate him now because uh, we feel bad. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah. The sort of festival where every year a guy named Jesse almost gets hit by a locomotive. A lot of jean shorts. Yeah. If you're trying to figure out what's happening at these, you, you go during the day, jean shorts to see all the stuff, farmers markets and whatnot. And then you go home, put your good jean shorts on for the street dance. Back where we're from in the lakes area, my summers were festival days every... If you think I'm skipping a street dance, you're out your damn mind. I'm going to yeah. Waterama. I'm going to whatever Carlos days are. I don't give a shit. Oh, you 800 people, Parker's Prairie, the street dance, who's playing? A band called Hellstrong? See you there, brother. <laughs> Hellstrong, come on! Now, Waterama and Glenwood was a big deal because they would actually, every other band was like, it was exactly that, like, hey guys, come down to Tornado Days featuring Midnight Express. And you're like, great, uh, but Waterama, which uh, I, was, I was heavy into the Rama, uh, Waterama, they would get, what's the name, what's the, the famous cover band? Uh, in Minnesota, it's a named after a guy. Uh, Johnny Holmes band. Yeah, we've talked about it on this show. Let's 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 move on. You were at a you were at a festival days. 
Well, I would like to just re- just remind people, for those of you that aren't from like a, a fun small town area, that this is before uh, public mass shootings, right? I mean, this, this is like you didn't walk into a street dance with an AK-47 when you saw somebody that wasn't from your town that you thought your girlfriend might like. You had your buddy get on his hands and knees behind him, and you went and pushed him over. You you tabletopped him. Yeah. I will tell you, I haven't been to a lot of town festival street dances that haven't bubbled to the brim of a fight somewhere. They don't always fight, but I'm telling you, if I'm going to a street dance, I'm going to hear some a cover of something by Journey. I'm going to eat something out of a wagon that somebody calls a food truck and I'm going to almost I'm going to watch an almost fight every time. Yeah, you you get one guy who seems to he thinks he's the protector of the town and all the women within it and he'd be like, "You just hey man, you just look at my girlfriend?" You're like, "No. I I was just I'm tired. I was staring, just kind of staring around scanning to see where I was going to sit." No, man, it looked like to me like you looked at my girlfriend and then his friends whisper something in his ear and he's like, my friends just told me my girlfriend's not here, but you look at my sister and it's like, oh, you're causing problems. Okay. If I wasn't scared of consequences, how fun would it be to be the guy who's like, you looking at my girlfriend? No, no, I was looking at your girlfriend's pussy. Like, how fun would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Just, just because those, here's the thing. The person who's looking for a fight that big chested guy i never want anything to do with i don't want anything to do with violence of any sort but the guy who's who walks into street festival and he's like it's been about nine days since i've punched someone like that guy (laughs) the people who for some reason getting a uh, a fist to their skull isn't as negative of a consequence as it is to me i've never under there are guys who like Whenever I think about getting punched in the face, I go, well, there's not a lot worse than that. And to some people, they, it doesn't even phase them. They're like, well, that's a part of, that's a part of growing up in Brainerd. <laughs> that's a good pull, Brainerd. Yeah, man, the consequences. A long time ago, <clears throat> I was walking somewhere, and there was a probably like a 40, late 40s mom, early 20s daughter. And the mom was like, hey. Are you, did I just catch you looking at my daughter? And I was like, uh, this is going to, I don't know how this is going to go with you, but I was actually looking at you. I wasn't looking at either one of them, but that's what I said. I, go, I was actually looking at you. And she was like, oh, it, it was so funny how quickly it stopped everything. But anyways, I can tell you, does that so make you, this thing. Does that make you think that it was a jealousy thing? Do you think she was protective I mean, I, or is she like, are you looking at my daughter? It's my daughter younger than me. Who is my daughter? No, I, I, I don't think it was jealousy. I think it was <clears throat> she just assumed that. And then when I flipped it and told her I was looking at her, she was like just taken aback a little bit. So I go to this thing. We're, we're, wa- we're walking down the street. You and you're with Randall Barbecue. No, no, no. This is a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. And I, I, I turn around and there is chide, chide. Here we go. Sidewalk chalk art. On the street. And ladies and gentlemen, this was another in the long standing list of examples where Cy lets Chad commit a verbal faux pas and then he says something that's off base, and Chad and our entire audience call Cy a dumb hick. Keep going, Chad. So <clears throat> I went and got a chai tea, and then I went down to this thing, and I saw a <laughs> the sidewalk chalk art. Okay. But I didn't know that that's what it was. <clears throat> and right when I turned around, my feet were right on the edge of this thing. Have you seen the chalk art that looks like there's a hole in the ground? No. It's like 3D. Dude. So, first of all, I'm going to tell you this ends with a lot of people laughing at me. Okay. I turn around and I see it and I kind of like do one of those, uh, you know, when you put your arms up and you spin your hands in circles because you're trying to keep your balance and not fall off a cliff. Yeah. Like in the movies where they're trying not to tumble into hell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm looking it. I, it looked so real. There were stairs. It looked like one of those uh, where they load the basement of a restaurant in New York. 
Okay. That is what it looked like to me. And so that's what I had in my head. And so I'm like doing this and I think I'm going over. It, it genuinely so I, tricked you. I thought it was a hole in the ground. I didn't know what was happening. And so I'm doing this and I start to go over and I'm, so now I'm looking for how I'm going to catch myself. And I kind of like jump because all I'm going to do is try to get to the stairs that are on the other side of this thing because I think I can do it. And I put my arms out to try to brace on the side, but there's no hole. So my feet hit the concrete when they, I didn't know they were going to hit the concrete. And I went ass over tea kettle and I get up and just covered in chalk. Every single person that was watching this was laughing and pointing, except the person that like made that because now you can tell it's not what you it was anymore. It. Yeah, I had, I had a lot. I was like, I felt like silly putty when you put it on the comics on a paper. I had just a lot of the picture was on my clothes on your at chest that point. Now, <laughs> yeah, dude, I have never been. I have never felt so unathletic in my entire life. So I jump and my the the uh, like the front of my shoe clips the ground that I don't think is there. Sure. And I just like went for it because my arms were already out to the side because I was going to try to brace the walls when I got to the stairs. It was so ridiculous. And I think it just happened so quickly that I didn't have time to process any of it. Because when I got up and looked at the other stuff, I was like, oh, you can tell this is chalk. But I turned, but somebody goes, hey, look out. And I turned around and my, I think my brain was yeah. already in lookout mode. Yeah, oh yeah. And so it just assumed that there was this big hole in the thing. It was so embarrassing, but so funny. I mean. I love it so I, much. Yeah, I laughed for quite a while. I have <clears throat> seen the tattoos that are so realistic where it looks like there's like a hole in your chest or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which I don't, you're like, I don't know that. I don't think I love that. But <laughs> going back to the fighting thing before your chalk thing, my brother Jess told me a story about, uh, you know, one of those guys who is, oh, I'm going to, I like to fight like one of those guys. My yeah. brother Jess was at this party and and this is why I've, I've you shouldn't be one of those men. So his mm -hmm. friends left the party and went to like a, a liquor store or something. And somehow they got into some minor thing with like a 40 year old. Think of, and this is in the 80s, right? So mm -hmm. think of the classic 80s yuppie, like bright blonde kind of spiky hair, the yeah. collared shirt, but it's like rolled up and he's got muscles underneath it, drives a Trans Am sort of guy. That okay. that guy and they like this guy got really chesty and really pissed off and tried to fight these guys and it was definitely one of my brother's friends' fault because he kind of cocked off to this guy, but sure. then that guy was like, "Let's go!" And my brother's friends, who are you know teenagers, are like, "No thanks, man," and they take <laughs> off. So Trans Am Tony hops in his Trans Am and starts chasing them. Oh, I love it. So. They go all the way back. I, I believe it was like an, a farmhouse is where this party was at. So they get in. They freaking go run in the house. Trans Am Tony is trailing behind, you know, I'm assuming kind of getting the lay of the land. But he eventually pulls into the driveway and he comes in the house looking for these guys to fuck to fight him. <laughs> and he's he's a grown man in a party full of teenagers who... I'm going to tell you my brother Jess and his friends were the opposite of this man. Not just in age, but in the music they listen to, the way they, everything. They are the complete opposite. So here's this 80s villain bro trying to fight children and nobody's taking the bait. And then finally, like he's like shoving people and nobody's like, we're not going to fight you, adult man. And so this guy is finally, the guy who owns the house is like, get the fuck out of here, you leave. And so the guy goes to leave and he walks out on the porch and he's still got that like, I need to fight somebody vibe. And so there's a bunch of gentlemen out on the porch. And, uh, you know, somebody's going to have a problem with me mentioning this, but they're, they're Mexican fellas. And there's about eight of them all hanging out together. 
and they aren't necessarily the age of everybody else at the party. So I think you would go, I wonder what these guys are doing also. <laughs> it's not like you're like, hey, these guys, they're all, for, there was some, some, they were an extra group that you would have to assume are tied to one another as a group, but maybe not friends with everybody inside the party. You've seen that sure. sort of thing at parties. Sure. Us yeah. hicks do it all the time. Yeah, it's very clicky, yeah. So the the shortest of the fellas who is leaning against the wall, this Trans Am Tony goes, what are you looking at? And shoves him. And within, Jess said, within 10 seconds, all of them were beating this dude on the porch. <laughs> and then Chad, one of them, just real quick, just fucking stabbed him twice like not dead but like stomach stomach like you don't know where he was unless that guy went to like violence college i think the only reason maybe he didn't kill him is because where the night like it's not like he's like all right guys watch i'm gonna get this knife in here and i'm gonna go low ribs below the ribs but not into the kidney so this guy who just you know even if he was provoked was trying to like so mad at children that he followed him to a house party and tried to start a fight, got beaten up on a porch and stabbed. So yeah, stabbed twice. He got stabbed. He got stabbed. Jess said it happened so fast, and there everybody in the party was like, "Okay, we're gonna take off now." <laughs> I love the guys who whose house it was who made Tan, Trans Antoni leave. They're like, you get, you guys go ahead and make yourself at home. Yeah. Just go ahead and, uh, you know, if you could stay on the porch, that'd be great. And I think, I think the guys, I think there was someone or people in the house who were friends with someone or people on the porch. But I don't know. You know that how that happens with parties where you're like, hey, my buddy Jacob's coming over. And then Jacob shows up and you're like, hey, Jake, who are these 11 people with you? That sort of thing that yeah. happens at parties. Yeah. But yeah, to... To have the, the, the nuts to push somebody that's clearly hanging out with a lot of other people, uh, yeah. that's a I mean, level you can, of stupidity. You walk outside and it, all you have to do is turn your head a little bit to see that it's eight versus one. Yeah. And maybe you should just get back to your transition. And to push the shortest guy, come on, Tone. Come on, man. What if you really wanted to fight, be like, all right, here's the deal. None of these pussies in the house want to fight me, and I'm looking for some violence. Do any of you want to step out onto the lawn and fist fight? And then maybe they go, all right, let's get together, you know, family feud style. Let's huddle and pick somebody and we'll watch. But if you just sh unprovoked shove someone, yeah, you might get stomped and stabbed on a farmhouse porch. Oh, that's so crazy. I just can't. The 80s were a different time, man. It's like, when you were like, oh, I, I wonder how he knew where to put the knife. I'm going to guess Rambo, First Blood. Sure. I mean, that's where I learned what ribs you have to put it in between and twist to make sure the person can't scream. It was a, it was a different time. God, speaking of violence. Did you ever have a survival knife? A Rambo survival knife? I mean, I've had a lot of weapons in my day. Uh, I don't. So, so this one is on one side, it's a blade. On the other side, it's like a saw. There's a bottle opener that can also cut through barbed wire. And then the, like the butt of the knife was a compass and you would unscrew it. And there were uh, waterproof matches, fishing line. I mean, it really was the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in was your it, life. Cause was it branded by Rambo? Cause I remember MacGyver knives with a bunch of tools on them. No, they were so these things are called survival knives. But once you see Rambo using it, you're like, oh, it's a Rambo knife. It's a Rambo knife. Yeah, man. We had those things. We caught exactly zero fish, started exactly zero fires, didn't know how to use the compass, didn't know where there was barbed wire. We didn't need one of these things. We just loved it so much. And uh, we you could carry them around. We would skateboard with these things yeah. on our on our on your belt, belt loop. loop. Yep. That's so crazy. I, God. that's probably, I just can't, my whole life, I've just bought weapons, swords, knives, brass knuckles. I bought a, a mini crossbow at a truck stop a few years ago. Like I, I just, Jenna, when we were at Flea Trader World, flip flop, the, uh, she, she numerous times had to be like, I'm not, we're not, you can't buy a sword. 
you can't buy a sword. And let me tell you, a lot of swords for sale. But yeah, I I have a. Oh, dude, you gonna you gonna let somebody tell you what you can and cannot buy? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. If I that, well, <laughs> if I have uh, <laughs> my dad also makes knives, so we're a big uh, we're a big weapon family. If you put me if you put me the first thing I do when I walk into a truck stop, I'm like, where are the blades at, brother? <laughs> Show me an 8-inch an blade and the entire handle is an eagle's head, and let me buy that. So someday somebody has to clean out a closet, and they're like, hey, what the fuck was Cy doing with his time and money? <laughs> yeah, but it is kind of fun. It's so fun. You know, I was in a tornado. No big deal, but I survived a tornado. Yeah, I'm, I remember the tornado. So I don't keep a lot of weapons in the house because I don't need uh, I don't need knives floating around when I'm in tornadoes because yeah. that's I, that's what I do. I I don't get COVID and I survive tornadoes. It's not a not a big deal. But. I do keep weapons just in case. I'm gonna make that tornado bleed, brother. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and cut a big hole in the tornado. Let's see if you can spin your way out of that, fella. Hell yeah. So I, I had to get a new dock because. Um, my dock just got shredded mm -hmm. and my old dock was made of steel my new dock is made of aluminum are those Ooh, the same things i no, don't think so they are not so the aluminum dock is not as sturdy as the steel dock but they no longer make that dock um they've gone with just like cheaper materials and stuff like that the last two years so i had to get a not as sturdy dock and I was kind of bitching and moaning because when you get to the end, you know, the the legs are so long so you, to keep it out of the water that it shakes back and forth. And someone is going to go into the water. Someone with not good balance is going to end up in the water. Here's what I didn't realize. That, I don't know if you guys have, listening have seen the video of me jumping over two Adirondack chairs. It's no big deal, but I was, I was 45, uh, 46 when I did it. And uh, I cleared them. Not a problem. Ended up diving over them into the water. If you haven't, you can check out my Instagram, that Chad Daniels. <laughs> the disgust on your face is so great. But this new dock, right? So the steel dock, you get no bounce. This new dock, the, the legs that are furthest from the beach, so the, the ones that are holding the far end of the dock mm -hmm. are not right at the end. So when you jump up to do to jump off the dock, it's like a springboard. Ooh, you get a little tramp. My new sick ass move. Did you guys have springboards at the at the resort? No, we did not. Okay, so I went to here's how I found it out. I was going. Olivia had a friend over, and I was going to cannonball them, but I realized that halfway down on the when I jumped, and the the dock was bending and was going to launch me over that I was no longer going to cannonball them. I had to jump over them or I was going to land right on them. Oh no. Yeah. And clearly from the chalk story, I don't have a lot of great depth perception. So it was very important. That I did this, but dude, here's what you can do. I have never been able to do this and always wanted to off the edge of a pool, like, you know, running in a hotel and then you jump up but you also do a backflip while running forward. Does that make sense? Not at all. Okay. So you're running, you get to the end of, you get to the edge of the pool, you're going to jump into the pool, but you have to throw your head back and kick your right knee towards your, towards your head. So you spin backwards. You're saying, oh yeah, you, you're saying you're doing a forward moving backflip into yes. the pool. I understand. Yeah. You run jump and your motion as you jump into the pool flips you backwards right and you think to yourself the first couple times or at least i did that i am going to million dollar baby myself <laughs> i am just going to hit the back of my head on the edge of the dock and then my kids are going to have to figure out who owns what yeah <laughs> somebody's going to have this... to take custody of poe yeah it's my new thing off this dock and it's cheating i do realize that because i can there's a little spring in the dock but but you can pull it I've off had, off this dock. Yeah, I've had neighbors ask, like, what are you doing, 47-year-old? How come you're doing that stuff? That's my question, too. Because I've never, I've always wanted to, and I've never been able to do it. And now that I can do it, it is very fun. And, yeah, I'm a bit of a show-off. Yeah. Sure. 
I wait until, listen, I'm not like a little kid where I go, hey, watch me, look at me, watch me, look at me. But I do wait until I know someone is watching. Yeah. Or at least outside. Yeah. Then you just and, have, uh, and that just happens to be the moment when you do a backflip off your dock. And that just happens to be the moment they have to file a police report because I'm dead. Yeah, you're just the guy who just, you know, there's people out at a campfire next door. And that's just coincidentally <laughs> the moment that you decide to take your guitar out and practice outside. It's just, it's just you know. They're like, I bring my guitar out. They're like, are you going to are you gonna play a song on the guitar? It's like, I'm actually going to do a backflip over it into the water. Yeah. That's that's why I'm out here. I know it's nighttime, and I know you can't see from the fire, but that's what I'm doing. You should know that. If you hear a splash, understood that I did make the rotation. The that would be yeah. I just my only request to you as as someone who who loves you a bunch is that someone is always watching, because I don't want to have to be the person who's like when they find you in the lake. They're like, I wonder what happened. I don't want to have to be the guy that tells everyone guys i think he was trying to do a backflip like i don't want to have to have that <laughs> knowledge and have to relay that to your surviving family members well and then i don't want people to watch because if i do end up hitting my head and knocking myself out then that way when they pull me out of the water they're like has he been in here for two weeks no one will know the exact time they won't know the bloating I knew this was from, a I knew this was a body hate joke. I could have is from the caramel the cashew moment you didn't even start, jug. you didn't even start speaking. <laughs> I could see in your eyes that yeah, this was I had a, it locked and loaded. This was a path to a bloating joke. I could have I could have <laughs> said it myself. Yeah. The well, let's let's handle this. Uh, let's let's talk about this before we leave. Okay. So. I'm being switched on at some point here to a new medication because uh, right. the other one, it worked a some, but it didn't work a full. So okay. they're going to put me on a new medication, but this new medication, they have to put me on an extra medication so that I don't develop antibodies to this medication. So in case it works, it doesn't stop working. Does that make sense? Are you following me at this point? All I heard was you can't get COVID. So I have... The secondary medication, they're like, hey, no children. And okay. Oh, okay. when uh, the doctor told me that, I was like, I was like, that's a concern for me. We've, you know, because we've talked about this. Jen and I have decided to not have kids if I don't mm -hmm. get healthier because it's just not feasible. But I like to hold on to the pipe dream that I'll get healthy enough to uh, bore a child. Um, is mm -hmm. bore the right word? She bores it, and then I rear it. Is that correct? We, well, we'll both rear it. Well, let me tell you this. If, if you rear it, she's not going to bore anything. So the uh, – should I, I – anyway, that's a different conversation. So the, <laughs> the medication – so one thing he said was – well, you know, if you want to have kids, just go off the med for six months. And I was like, what are you fuck crazy? If this shit works – I'm never coming off it. You fuck bananas. The moment it works, that's my shit forever. I'm never coming off it. I'm never. I'm never going back to this, right? And so the decision to go on to that is a bit of a heavy one. And so we were looking at the options, like in case we do want to have kids one day, and you can freeze your sperm up and uh, put your put your sperm in the freezer. And I don't want to do that. Just it's also very expensive to do in vitro, which you have to do if you have the frozen sperms. So one thing we are considering, and I need you to stay <laughs> where you're at and let's talk this through, but we are considering a sperm donor. And there are, if I wish everybody could see how hard you are trying not to talk right now. You look like you are mm -hmm. sucking a gumball like a sour ball, your cheeks are pulled together as you, and I appreciate you. We are considering mm -hmm. the idea of a sperm donor, and I'd like to talk the options, the different options through with you. I also mm -hmm. want to tell you that we're not going to do it in vitro-wise because they have this thing, like have you heard of the turkey baster method, which is just what... I mean, 
It's just what it yeah. sounds like. But it's an yeah. actual tool. You can buy this thing that you like suck the spooge up and then you goof it into Jenna. Uh, and then we hope she has a baby. And sure. it's dude, it's called a mosey. As in, oh, wow. Yeah, as in like, hey, y'all, <laughs> hey, y'all little sperms, why don't you mosey on up to that egg and try to get on in there, partner? Mm -hmm. It's called a mosey. So you tell me when I'm allowed to talk. I'm I want to go through the P the the options that are on my in in my thought process right now for sperm donors if I get healthy enough but I can't you know use my sperm and we need to use an an exterior sperm but I am going to now you are you can join the conversation. Okay, you can't free sperm cuz eventually you're going to call it a cocksicle and then you're going to have to have a conversation of 100 reasons why that wouldn't be right and 100 reasons why it could be right. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, all you're going to do is waste time. And then before you know it, you're going to be too old to even have a baby. Okay. Okay. So that's the first one. Sure. Secondly, sperm donor. All you had to do is ask. I'm in. So you're on the list. You're on the list. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the lists. Yeah. So here's what I really think. I think that it would be good for you if I was a sperm donor, because your child wouldn't be, you know, a foot shorter than you yeah it's whole life yeah really i so could really could, have a superiority complex about the kid yeah just purely based yeah, on height. now now as you know barring my barring my hip i am a genetic jackpot but you got a vasectomy yeah but i can reverse it no you can't i forgot you got a vasectomy you can reverse it. Yeah, but you're not going to reverse because I'm not going to let you fuck. You'd be surprised what I would do. You'd be surprised <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> well, so there's a lot. So here's here's the two paths. You've got the family path and you've got the friend yeah. path. It only it only makes sense for uh, Greg to be the sperm donor. There's no way. See, he's that's what everybody's going to think. There's no <laughs> way I'm letting Greg technically be the father of my child. If, and anybody who thinks that that's what we should do has never spent three minutes with Greg and I. There is no world where I love Greg with all my heart and I appreciate him to the end of the earth, but I can't, no one does more bits. I can't, Greg can't be the father finish. of our child. Let me finish. Of course, you can't let Greg hang around after the child is born, but one life in, one life out. Oh, we got to put Greg down? I don't know. See, I yeah. like, I need Greg around. Okay, I don't know why. Every, every time you tell me a story about him, he's spilling a drink on you with his chest hair out. So the other family options, uh, most people are old, and they can't, you know, I don't know, I don't know when jizz gets gray, but I don't know that it works. So then you, you have to talk, you know, I've got my nephews, Seth and Ethan, who I could mm -hmm. technically ask, but here's the problem with that. Because of our unusual family structure and having much older siblings, my nephews are full-on adults. Ethan's in his late 20s, Seth's in his mid-30s. But you can't, no one, I'm 15 years away from being able to use the word nephew and have people picturing an adult. I'm still that far away from that. Sure. When I use sure. the word nephew, everyone here is kids. So then you can't be like, actually, yeah, our, our, my nephew was the donor. Like, you took the sperm out of a child to put in your wife. So I don't think that's a good option. And if it is, it's just got to be hush-hush. I also think what isn't a good option is telling anyone who the donor is. Sure. Who cares? Well, I yeah, like it's not, it's not, that's nobody's business. I'm a talker. I like to talk. <laughs> oh, God. You're just asking for so much trouble. Have you thought about Ran, uh, Ran Bareknuckle? So, now, see, Bareknuckle, I'd need to do some genetic testing on Bareknuckle because I want to know what's up his, uh, you know, what's, what's in his background. But sure. I would have a conversation with Bare Knuckle. You know, Mike Cronin is a close friend, but I don't want the baby to grow up and be bad at podcasts. So right. that's a tough or one. Or Pie Gow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't need the baby to be like, Sai, please come play Pie Gow and get COVID with me. Uh, so the, <laughs> the uh, man, both, what a week it's going to be, or a couple weeks is going to be for this show. Both Randy Beltbuckle and Mike Cronin have specials coming out from helium yeah. studios right near one another that's going to be a big moment for, for yeah, it's going to be fun uh so then you got joel who yep. joel is in he's accepted it he wanted to warn me that 
for the first 18 years of the child's life, it will look like a Simpsons character. That's, uh, you know, he's a lot like you. He doesn't like to say nice stuff to himself. I think Joel's a good looking man. Did he also tell you that he calls his dick the turkey baster? And so then there's, and but that's, and then there's you, which means a vasectomy reversal and maybe some other options that I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten to yet. But that's the other thing. Like, I don't, you know, do, how does it work? I got to do more research. Does Joel go in that bedroom over there and Jenna's in this bedroom over there? And I go into Joel and I'm like, thanks, man. And I suck it into the mosey. And then I walk 12 feet away and I'm like, and I just blast it into Jenna. Is that like how, well, how immediate do... does this process have to be? And how okay is everybody with that? And I mean, is Joel going to be okay with being a room away? Well, because, you know, Jenna's got to finish. That's how you like, you know, we're not going to just put the stuff in there. If we're going to have a baby, you and I have talked about this many a time. You can't have a baby and not like as the woman you get to finish. Right. We're, we're hoping you get to finish. And I think I think that's, that's fair. The, the yeah, you ever see somebody that no matter what happens, they're down on their luck. Like they could win the lottery. They could win $250,000 in the lottery and somehow. Well, uh, they're so after taxes, it's only 180000 Yeah, or, or they just lose the ticket just outright. I mean, those are people whose mom didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So um, here's what I think. I think that you have an opportunity here to A, um, if you go with Joel. Mm-hmm. You could do this thing where your uh, one of your best friends is going to be the biological father of your child. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you will be the you know head honcho number one. Yeah, that's what my um, shirts will say. Yep, and then uh, you also have the opportunity to have you seen all those like trick shot videos that are on Instagram and TikTok where people will like. They'll throw a ping pong ball and it'll go off 15 different wooden cutting boards and then go down pots and pans on the stairs and it'll land in a cup or someone will fling a card and it'll go into a clothespin that's rotating on a record player or something Mm -hmm. just crazy like that. You have an opportunity to make one of the greatest trick shot videos of all time. You have Jenna in one room, Joel in the other, and you have her just doing somersaults on the bed. And then he has to time it perfectly from the other room. Listen, I'm just throwing stuff out there. I think it could be, I think it could be great. Sure. It's called nude perfect. I don't like that yeah. joke. I don't think that was a joke. <laughs> Ugh. We got to end the show now. God damn it. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.